Fucking boo! Calum, do you want don't to say Don't think there's anything to add to that, to be honest. I think we should probably just call it there. Um, <laughs> that was terrible, wasn't it? <laughs> I mean, this is just getting worse. Like, when will this end? 2020 can't get any worse. Aberdeen can't get any worse. Well, McInnes thinks we can. Uh, we'll see what happens. We probably shouldn't get too ahead of ourselves for the weekend, should we? No, we really shouldn't. Um... Yeah, so welcome back to another uh, episode of Red Tinted Glasses, where yet again we are discussing a dreadful Aberdeen performance. And this time a trip to Paisley doesn't end well, but we come away with a point. So that's a measly two points from the worst two teams in the league. Fantastic. It's good going, isn't it? Yeah, going really well. I love this football lark. As uh, is it Paul Crichton on the Northern Lights Facebook page says, well, we've still only lost one away game in 2020. Bloody hell. What, what an accomplishment that is. That's up there with the third place trophy, which we might not get at this rate. <laughs> Incredible record though, Callum. Incredible record. Ah, I love it. <sighs> anyway, so what's your one word review from Saturday? Abysmal. 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 I hope that's not still um, in yours. No, you didn't. I, I went brutal. Oh, well, there we go. That, I think that sums it up pretty well. Yeah, it does. Um, and once again, we posted on our Twitter page at RTG underscore podcast, asking you guys what your one word was. And once again, you responded very well. Um, some of you didn't respond, you messaged. And uh, Gooby, you're not getting away with this. Despite your tweet saying that the pant pishers were out in force, your word was stagnation. Oh, that's a good one. That's almost gardens. Yeah. Well, if you think that's good, I've got a few more for you, Callum. Let's hear um, Lou Sharp, atrocious. Ewan Milne, standard. At AFC 1903SM. I like this one. It was out thought. Oh, that is very good. That's twice we've been out thought, really. Yeah. You could argue two and a half games. Um, exactly. Really, the second. Um. This is where we get a bit Gordon's, maybe you want to say. Uh, I had to actually Google the meaning of this word. Um, After all the apathy slander you gave me. <laughs> okay, then. So, a uh, friend of the show, Stato Grant, said opaque. Opaque, that, that's... Uh, I thought opaque was like, you could like see through it, you could tell like what's going to... You can see through it, basically, no? Is that not what opaque means? Okay, well, yes. No? The all right. It's it, well, it's not transparent. So yeah, there you go. There you, you go. You knew more than me. So exactly. And hey, who says this show's not educational, folks? Exactly. Exactly. You, I'm teaching you now. So there you go. <laughs> did you do Spanish at school? I didn't know uh, German. So Scheisen, mm. That would be my word. To be fair. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Tenerife Dawn Supporters Club. Shout out to them. Listening over in Spain. They gave their one word, and um, their word was basura. Um, oh. I don't know if I pronounced that right, but it translates to trash. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Get aboard with that. Yeah, definitely. Um, Colin Ramsey had tedious. Um, friend of the show, Joe Stephen, had over, which hopefully for McInnes it will be over soon. Yeah. Um, or hopefully the pain of watching Aberdeen will be over soon. Um, Alan Moffat had pathetic. Um, other regular listeners to the show, Grant Heath and Jonathan Main, both with the same word, disgraceful. 
Can't argue with that, to be fair. Put nope. a snail on the head, to be fair. And um, I also like this. The final one we'll go with was from Craig Lowe, and it was excruciating. Again, yeah. I think I think the problem with that one is you can just turn it off. That's how easy it is nowadays. <laughs> just turn it off. Um, yeah, but, and yeah. I think that's kind of, before we get into it, I think it's a point we should probably bring up nice and early in the show. Um, there's something you said to me um, before we recorded tonight. It's getting really difficult to watch this Aberdeen side now that we're now that we're not going to games, obviously mm-hmm. with the restrictions in place. Watching Aberdeen is becoming harder than ever with the ability to switch off, and with that feeling of kind of not wanting to watch because the style of football has just gone from being excellent to downright terrible. Mm-hmm. Doing these podcasts is becoming harder as well, isn't it? It is because it's. It's hard enough to watch it, let alone to then speak about what you have actually watched, which most of the time you tune out now, just halfway through, you're just on your phone, whatever, doing whatever. Uh, maybe doing some housework, Glenn, in your case. Yeah, well, actually, the first 45 minutes on Saturday, I was actually visiting Santa's Grotto, so you're going to have to review that for me. <laughs> yeah, and um, okay, we'll start off abysmal. We'll go back to just go back <laughs> to the one word reviews. We're just going to play that on loop, are we? Basically, there's nothing else to God say, do we? Just turn off now. It's just abysmal. <laughs> yeah. Don't just turn off. Just skip about 20 minutes if you just want to look forward to the weekend. True. Well, I say that it could be longer. Who knows? Depends how much we want to run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Callum, we had Lewis Ferguson and Ross McCrory back into the starting 11. Ash Taylor as well. He replaced really? Michael Devlin, but these players coming back didn't make a difference, did they? That make a jot of difference. Um, no, I was quite excited when uh, McCrory came in and Ferguson. I was buzzing, and Lewis Ferguson five minutes in decides to just do the most Ferguson thing you've ever seen. Five minutes in their opposition penalty box, yeah. just two foot in a player for no reason, and then he complains <laughs> about it. I don't know. Like you, you can't get away with that one, Lewis. No, I am. Um, I said obviously I didn't watch the first half, but. We need to speak about the Ferguson red card, so I thought, well, I'll watch to see what he got booked for in the first half. And, and um, I was getting updates from various people in the first half, and the, the messages were, Ferguson's lucky to be on the pitch. And I thought, you know, that'll be like a centre you know, centre circle tackle where he goes in two-footed. Not inside St Mirren's penalty box. I mean, what are you doing diving in like that? But interestingly enough, um, had he not got himself set off, that yellow card for that tackle was enough to see him suspended anyway um, because he'd reached his yellow card threshold. So just when you get one of your influence players out, they just take five minutes to get themselves suspended again. Right, it's just what you want. Good discipline, isn't it? Just yeah, what you want. Yeah. yeah. Um, in defence, were you surprised to see Ash Taylor return to the squad after you know Devlin's featuring the weekend before? I, I was quite surprised. I thought Devlin came in, did okay in the 45 minutes that he played, did pretty well, looked comfortable on the ball as well as defensively. Um, so I was a bit surprised to see Ash come in, but he is our favourite, let's be honest. Um, so he did, not, not, not amongst the support, let me tell you that much, but amongst Mr. Wow. McInnes, um, well, other than you, you weirdo. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, I wasn't surprised, I was just disappointed at the fact uh, that happened, basically. Yeah, and I'm only I'm laughing at that because I was messaging Keith at the weekend. Uh, I was watching View on the Terrace on Saturday morning, and the player that is statistically the best defender in Scottish football in terms of winning their aerial battles is Shane Duffy, 
who wins 78% of all aerial duels. Mm -hmm. Second best defender in the Premiership so far this season with 75% victories in his aerial duels, Ash Taylor. You say that as if that's some achievement. The other donkey ahead of him, that's the thing. (laughs) That's the thing. So that's what Keith said. He said, that just shows how terrible statistics can be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And it's just a shame that with the ball at his feet, I'd love to see uh, stats for that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I suppose we should also touch on uh, Ronald Hernandez, who's been getting very cryptic on social media. Absolutely raging that man. I don't blame him. Uh, me, Hermano is not happy, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm with him. I stand with Ronnie. Um, it is very cryptic, and he even tagged them though this time. Yeah. So it's, it's getting, it's getting serious. Uh, it's getting and I'm personal. All for it. Drama. I love it. It's like a soap. It's great. Yeah. We've got enough drama on the pitch now. Let's bring it off the pitch as well. I'm sure McInnes is absolutely loving the indirect being fired the club's way from him. I know, it's like a 13-year-old girl, isn't it? Like, yeah. back in the day, and boy comments just fuming. Oh, I'd love it. Let's, more of this. This is more exciting than what's happening on the pitch. Yeah, it really is. So, talk to me about that first half then, Callum. Um, it didn't start great. Uh, uh, just, it was just terrible. And I was the stage where I'm, I am just sort of like zoning out, half in and out, in and out. Um, I thought there's no way it'll be as bad. As, as the previous game. Uh, we didn't learn our lesson so much. Um, things weren't great. <sighs> oh, it's just summarised by that first that five minutes, that Lewis Ferguson tackle, to be honest. That's the only thing that sticks out in my mind. And that probably tells you uh, all about it. Mm-hmm. That's the only point that sticks out in my head. Not Sorry. even the Johnny Hayes goal, no? Literally not even that. <laughs> I, was thinking, I was literally sitting thinking, going, what the hell happened in that game? But, I mean, there's that, and then there's ballooning shots over the bar, um, which we just seem to love to do. I tweeted about that, and then all of a sudden, John Hayes did pop up, and it was a great header. It was actually a good ball in the box from um, friend of the show, Matty Kennedy, of course. Um, it did amuse me when I saw who delivered that box after lambasting his delivery for re- in recent weeks. I know it was almost if like you know that'll show them um, after so many so many weeks of uh, just bad crosses into the box, he finally put a decent one in, and it was Johnny Hayes of all people, not the six foot odd man uh, they're probably aiming for. A lot of Johnny Hayes, and it was a great header. Anik maybe got a hand to it. Well, he did get a hand to it. Should have um, done better, I think. Yeah, it's just a nice cushioned header at the top corner. Corner. So he's our target <clears> man from now on, and let's just stick with that. Yeah, and then oh, it's a shame Kennedy tired very badly in the second half, which was quite concerning. It is. I mean, I suppose he's played quite a lot of football coming back from an injury, which was out for quite a while. Um, but again, if you manage it better, then maybe that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Um. Cosgrove, I um, suppose we should speak about his performance. Um, I know la- in the last episode you spoke about a lack of service. Same again um, this weekend. You know, second half he was anonymous before being taken off for Kurt's main. But both strikers, this is, this is just not working with no Scott Wright and Marley mm-hmm. Watkins, is it? No, I think that's probably telling the fact it's not Cosgrove. Uh, Edmondson, nothing's happening with him. Made nothing happening with him either. I suppose they are mm-hmm. sort of all the same kind of player, big lumps, but there's just zero service to any of them, and that's that's the main problem. You saw when Watkins was in with Wright, the link-up play, like there's just none of that nowadays, and oh, it's just mm-hmm. hoofball. There's not, it's not even good balls in the box most of the time. It's none of it's just none of it's enjoyable to watch, and I hate it all. And um, 
tuning into the game this weekend. I, I'm not looking forward to it. If I do, let's be honest. Uh, I think the only saving grace about this weekend is, this, well, I didn't even pay for last weekend. I just, he's gold again. <laughs> but um, yeah, at least it's virtual season tickets, so no cost involved. Um, but I suppose Cosgrove, despite having no service and two pretty anonymous games, has found himself linked with Newcastle. Uh, I I really don't know what to make of that. Um, I'm sure some of you might know that I I do follow Newcastle uh, as I've got family from there, so I do quite, quite take an interest in them. Um, I mean we've got Andy Carroll, so just I mean Cosgrove, I, I much and such the same. You wouldn't get me signing Cosgrove on Football Manager. Put it that way. That's not never happening. Um, a very nice weird plug link. for your show there. Exactly. If you want to tune in, do it. Carl Wright on YouTube, thanks. Um, it's very good, actually. Good few meltdowns. Exactly. So you, if you don't get enough meltdowns here, <laughs> what more could you want? Um, but it was just very, just very odd. It's all very odd. I mean, there's Joel Linton, Wilson, um, Andy Carroll's White Gale, and uh, Sam Cosgrove. I mean, I, I, I don't see why that... And his agent must be loving life just now, trying to drum up interest in him. And it's obviously getting to desperate measures. Yeah. Um, back to the game penalty decision um, Lord Tommy Hogan conceding it um, I don't think you complain about it really his hand was out really? obviously I don't think so his hand was out wow. his hand was out it, okay it's not a deliberate but I mean it, it's going on target and his hand is out it's not by his side it's not by his side it's oh not my, my side. God! It's not Folk my will, side. Folk will be probably stunned that you're saying that, but also stunned we're disagreeing, Carl. I know, but it's not by his side, so I don't think. I, I, I feel a bit sick in saying this, but I kind of agree with Derek McInnes's comments on this, saying, well, <laughs> you know, okay? sit down, everybody." But I don't know what he's, what else he can do in that situation. The ball, there's no distance between the ball and Hoban. It's so soft. I don't think there's anything else Tommy Hoban can do, but at the same time, I, I don't think you can really have much complaints because hand was out. Okay, it's not far. It's not a far distance, but the amount you've seen given, that's definitely not the softest of them all, let's be honest. No. And I suppose then the rules in 2020, this new handball rule. Mm-hmm, exactly. You know, no complaints from me. And uh, it's just... Just typical, isn't it? Typical out of luck. Finally, go goal up. Things are looking great. So good. And that happens. I mean, I wouldn't go that far. They yeah, looking... a little bit of exaggeration. But we were 1-0 <laughs> up. We were winning the game. <laughs> yeah. Um, second half, though. What did you make of the second booking for Lewis Ferguson? Uh, I think that was soft. I think that was soft. He gets elbowed in the face. And then he's going down. Brings down Abika with him. I think that's very, very soft. Um, if, 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 I mean, okay, it's Lewis Ferguson. He probably would be clambering all over him. Mm. Uh, he's not helped, let's be honest, by um, Mr. Shea Logan, uh, yeah. Pollock extraordinaire. Not helped whatsoever <laughs> by that terrible ball. But um, I think it is soft. He doesn't go down if he doesn't get elbowed in the face. So, you know, mm. Bobby, what are you doing, mate? Given the referee a decision to make, taking down Obika, but you've got to take in other circumstances in that as well. But especially when you're on a yellow card, it's not great mm. giving the referee a decision. I'm not saying it is a booking, but we know what the um, referees can be like in Scotland. We saw it with the penalty decision. wasn't, mm. In my opinion, wasn't a great decision. So I suppose he was just continuing his theme there. Um, 
but once we went down to 10 men, boy, things weren't an enjoyable watch. Unless, of course, you're a St Mirren fan. Oh, yeah, they'd have been loving it. Uh, loving life. But, uh, no, not good. I suppose that, like, that literally gives them an excuse already, straight down to 10 men. It obviously does make a difference, but we still <clears> could have made more of it than we did, really. It was just, it just created absolutely sod all. Yeah, the only chance of note, if you can even call it that, was Ryan Edmondson's half chance, which was pretty much straight at Anik. And mm-hmm. I think that's the only thing I can remember. Mm-hmm. Um, St Mirren enjoyed peppering our goals. And again, had it not, you know, they just weren't clinical enough. Uh, mm-hmm. And thankfully, Joe Lewis decided not to throw it in the net. Um, oh although he did try his best again on Saturday. Fumbling a few, to say the least. To say the least, yeah, we will come to that. Um, One thing, though, um, you've been an advocate, let's say, of McInnes trying to remember the substitutions, which I think is quite ironic, Mm -hmm. given in one of your latest Newcastle videos, you go to make a change after 80 minutes and forget you've already made all your changes. Shut up, shut up, shut up. And I also, (laughs) once I left, someone commented saying I'd left it until 70 minutes. I was like, leave me alone. Yeah, so you know, I'm just standing up for those uh, those that like to bring it up. Just reiterating that point. But Funzo Ojo for Ryan Hedges. Mm. Discuss. I mean, Hedges was playing terribly, but at the same time, if there's anyone that's going to spark something out of nowhere, probably going to be him. It's not going to be Funzo Ojo, is it? And it's questionable. I can understand. I mean, probably you don't want McCrory to be in there by himself. But I mean, I'd rather Hedges in there alongside him, to be honest. Um, ah, mm-hmm. uh, Funso, that man, he's an enigma. Mm-hmm. He's an enigma, that guy. That substitution for me is up there with Gary Mackay Stephen off, Dominic Ball on. Oh, I love Dominic Ball though. Bring him back. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, so really not much to be positive about from that game. And as we touched on, Joe Lewis looked pretty uncomfortable again in spells in the second half and um, I suppose we've also got Considine to thank that we're not speaking about another 2-1 defeat. Mm. I do love how St Mirren were just peppering the goal just it was shoot on sight after last time <laughs> to see what mm. happens um, yeah, fum- like fumbling balls that he should be collecting uh, wasn't wasn't great from Joe I, should, I did say he should probably get a pair of hands for Christmas, that would be nice great partner for me, uh, as always Um <laughs> But yeah, Constantine bailed him out big time. Which, considering Constantine's, you know, his form has been a bit, bit suspect, especially uh, since playing for Scotland, weirdly, um, definitely bailed us out. And uh, that's the Andy we know and love. <laughs> yeah, or I suppose you can also look at it the way it's Lee Irwin's inability to finish his mm. supper because that was a terrible miss. Oh, yeah. Um, looking on the post match comments, from the managers, Jim Goodwin coming away and saying that the result felt like a defeat, given how how many opportunities St Mirren had, and yeah, it literally was wave after wave from the men in black and white. Derek McInnes coming away saying it was a good point, given we were down to ten men. Imagine a good point against, no disrespect to Mirren fans, the second worst team in the league. So now we've claimed two points against the worst two teams in the league and in the last two and a half games because the second half against Hamilton was also abysmal mm. we've probably been outplayed and to quote one of the one words outthought definitely not all, good I've seen G- Jim Goodwin 
in Derek McCountness. Jim could win. That's all I'm saying. No. Um, yeah, I, I, that sort of tells you the difference. Uh, it felt like a defeat, the fact they got a point. And that's after coming back to get a point from a goal down, too. Mm. And uh, we threw away the three points and got just got the one. And, it, and it's a good point, is it? I mean, okay, yeah, 10 men, all that, penalty going against us. But it's not even like we like were really unlucky and missed a load of chances, created loads and still looked good. We looked terrible. We didn't create much. We didn't miss much either. It was just terrible all round. A um, lot of nonsense uh, in my books, to be honest. Feel, feel better after that? Yeah, as I was telling you, it's therapy. It's therapy. Just get it out. I thought, I thought, I don't even know what, what to say about this beforehand. But it does just all, all the bad memories come out and just... <laughs> Throw them out there. Yeah, and um, one win in seven now. Um, Ross County at the weekend, big game, I suppose. If there's any team you want to play when you've uh, got that sort of form, it's probably there. Um, but even still, we could uh, imagine if we don't win. Even if we draw, I get a good point. Oh, uh, <laughs> it's not going to be good, is it? Twitter's a funny place when it happens, though. But it is probably the team you'd like to play. Um, to try and get something. We saw how we played against them last time. But it's just, I'm just zero confidence anymore. It's not good. Where, where's all that? We were just like, oh, we're loving it. We're pissing everyone off and winning games. Mm-hmm. That seems like a lifetime ago. Yeah, that's sitting with Scott Wright and Marley Watkins on the injury, t- on the injury table. I know, I miss them so much. Mm. Um, and I suppose the game on Saturday really does take a lot of importance. Um, you know, given how we've played against the so-called worst two teams in the league. Ross County, third worst team in the league just now, mm-hmm. potentially. But then after that, we go on the road to Kilmarnock and Motherwell, who have shot up the league, given their six bonus points mm-hmm. for playing teams that can't control COVID. Mm-hmm. So uh, pressure could be on McInnes, if not already. Uh, yeah, I think if things don't go well, even if it's a win and a terrible performance, uh, at the weekend, going into those games, it has to. They have to turn it around and start with the game against County. If you win, then then it's sort of a bit more positive. Even if it's if it's get a good performance as well, that'd be even better. And then mm-hmm. you can push on to those games and hopefully, fingers crossed, turn a corner. Um, you can tell I really believe the words I'm saying, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully, those that are tuning in also believe and if you are watching the video i'm sure you can see the belief coming across from calm and if you are watching on youtube please remember to either like the video dislike it if you disagree with what we're saying but also feel free to comment below with your thoughts and as always hit that subscribe button we're just 17 subscribers away from hitting our goal of 100 by the end of the year so here's hoping that we can achieve that Fingers crossed, and all your support is definitely appreciated. I echoed the sentiment. Yes, and especially when it is tough to record these on the back of terrible performances, knowing that we do have the support of those of you that listen and watch the videos does make it slightly easier because we know that people do, in a weird way, enjoy listening to us rant about Aberdeen for about 40 minutes a week. Is it called Schadenfreude or something? Is that is that the word German where it's like you enjoy someone's and uh, someone else's misfortune? I think that's maybe what's happening. I have no idea what you're speaking about. <laughs> Harlow, I'm telling you, you're great. <laughs> I even did ger- German at Gordon's as well, so yeah. 
I hope I don't look like an idiot though and said that wrong, but it's, it's possible. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure folk will let us know. Oh yeah, definitely, they definitely will. Um, so one thing you know we did speak about at this, the start of the show as well was kind of the apathy that's kicking in with you know the performances not being great. Um, Dave Cormack failed in, well, not him personally, the club failed, I suppose, in getting fans into the into the game um, this weekend. Do you think many would be eager to go, given what we're witnessing just now? Um, no, probably, probably not. In short, um, I thought it would just be nice to be able to get to a game and see it in person. Obviously, that's what everyone wants. Um, but for Messers McInnes, it's probably not a bad thing that there's not too many crowds. But I suppose it would maybe give a lift just that, just that positivity, you know, that Aberdeen fans always bring. Yeah, well, it was like um, Lee Boyer pre-match in the Charlton MK Dons game was gloating how nice it was to have fans back and then come full time slating them because they booed the team off after losing 1-0. Oh, how expect? I long for that epitodry. <laughs> what do you expect? What do you expect? Yeah. But, yeah. And we have we have put in a request to the football club to get Mr. Cormack on the on the show to kind of discuss the importance to the club of fans returning. Um Callum, I know you'd be chomping at the bit to discuss other issues but um, if he comes on hopefully it'd be good to kind of hear some honesty on why the, why it's so important and maybe we could discuss other issues as well. I think the people, the viewers and listeners of the show should um, encourage Mr Cormack and tweet him and let him know that that's what the people want if it is what the people want that is and let him know yeah. Come on, Absol- come on the Absol- show, Dave. Come on the show. Absolutely, come on. Give the fans what they want. Exactly. And it'll be questions from the fans for the fans. None of this scripted AFC media. Although, Lisa, if you're watching, we probably will have to put the questions yeah. in. So if you're watching, we'll be nice. We promise. We promise yeah. we'll be nice. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, for a bit of positivity as well, um, we've got a wee treat. For those of you that are watching and listening, come the end of the week, we've got a former player interview. Um, look out on our Twitter page. We'll post a teaser who that's with um, on Wednesday night once we've recorded the episode. Um, looking forward to that one, Callum? I am excited. I'm just, that's all I'm going to say because I don't want to ruin things. I'm excited, Glenn. How about you? Yeah, I mean, it's a great, great boost for, for the podcast. Um, and it'll be nice to speak to somebody about their time with Aberdeen and see how much they enjoyed it and what it was like playing for the club as well. And kind of a few memories from some big games in recent times as well and, and kind of hear from a player's point of view. It'll be nice. It'll be good, yeah, to speak for Aberdeen in a positive light. It'll be great, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Some, something positive ahead of ahead of the weekend. Um. And joining us this week, ahead of the big game, is Adam Ingalls to offer a Ross County perspective. Adam, thanks for taking the time to join us again on Red Tinted Glasses. Um, Hopefully, um, you know, for your sake, you're going to be kind of looking forward to a result that wasn't as bad as when we met in September. But, you know, going into the weekend's game, both teams didn't really have favourable results. How do you look on the weekend's game against Rangers? Uh, exactly the same as what I was talking about with Celtic um, in our last conversation. So, um, 
I was happy with the fact that we were attacking. Um, mm-hmm. I actually think we were quite positive up until we conceded the first goal. Um, and, well, that happens every game. <laughs> so the problem that I kind of have <laughs> with it is that we're wide open. I mean, we played for, for spells. We played with five at the back. Um, so almost trying to invert what we're doing. Um, so before I was talking about the fact that we were playing free-flowing uh, open attacking football, etc., and trying to pass the ball about and, you know, two passes from side to side instead of five, the old county way of, um, you know, not even having a midfield, just punting it straight up as well as gone. I mean, it works. I like the ethos, but again, we were just stung for that by, well, Tavernier. And <laughs> that Rangers, Rangers just seem to be in this mode right now that, God, I put them against almost anyone. I mean, they, they, they're, they're really strong and it's actually really worrying. <laughs> so, um, they're really good. And I think that, you know, coming off only having been beaten by four, well, I mean, Cal and Morris going for, like, goal of the season, in my opinion. Um, you know, it's going to happen. But, yeah, I, I, I think, I think it, you could see in the second half that Rangers kind of slowed down a little bit as well. They didn't... Um, they were almost conserving a bit of energy, but we kind of got stuck in ourselves as well. So, yeah, I've, I've looked at it and kind of gone, well, it was a write-off. Um, I thought the cup game was going to be a write-off as well. I kind of thought that uh, we would lose that and it would give Lennon time um, and it, it would mean that Kets would be in trouble. Turns out that it's probably given Kets yeah. six months, which is a bit strange. Um, but, yeah. A difficult game, some kind of controversy as well. Um, it depends what you read. Obviously, Daily Record is kind of contradicting uh, the Scotsman, which is contradicting county fans about, you know, the behaviour of Michael Gardine, which is absolutely mm-hmm. bad. I don't really care what it is that he said. It's the fact that he's a club legend, a senior player. Um, he should be better than that, but we should all be better than that. But he's mm-hmm. got an responsibility to behave and conduct himself in a manner befitting the club and he's not done that so if the club doesn't hammer him then the fans I think should hammer the club but County have not been good with dealing with these things in the past so um, I don't expect County to do much yes if it'll probably do more and expanding on that really um, if you don't mind me banging on about it uh, I've kind of got a problem with uh, the discipline in general I mean I think yeah. that fits the problem that we have is that we've actually got a good squad of players but none of them are disciplined now is it because we don't have Stevie Ferguson um, you know balling at them uh, you know the old the old fashioned uh, number two that gives them shit <laughs> you know all the time uh, we don't really have that Richie Britton he's, I mean he was known for being a loud captain um, but I, he's not the same as Stevie Ferguson. Um, you look at the amount of red cards that we've had, penalties we've conceded, even our captain, and God love him for what he's done to Cali Thistle. But, I mean, um, the conduct of Vigers this season, for me, is not befitting of a captain. I mean, we're looking at senior players in the club 
who should be setting examples to read. To you know, we had three academy players involved in the squad against Rangers, which is I'm really proud of County for that. But then they're looking at the senior players in the club and they're hearing Garden coming out with nonsense. They're looking at Vigers huffing and scissor kicking folk and they're going, right, the way that we're meant to conduct ourselves. I mean, it's just not acceptable. And realistically, the buck stops with the manager in that. It really does. And the difference is in the previous season, we had, you know, the only kind of difference I can see is that we had a strong number two. So if we had a strong number two, that realistically means that we had a strong, well, one and one. That's Mm -hmm. the only change I can see. But the discipline is gone. We are conceding far too many fouls. If you just look at the foul rate for every single game, we seem to be going in and halfing people all the time. I've got no problem. No problem with playing dirty tractor football, as you guys call it, right? Yeah. They're known for that. Cali are known for it as well. And, you know, Cali under Butcher did well by doing that. Differences mm-hmm. changed. You know, we moved on 10 years or eight years, right? Game changed. We can't be half in players all the time. So, you know, and you'd get away with that in the championship. You don't get away with it in the SPFL. So it's a plethora of things that, you know, I think we need to change style. We need to be more kind of street smart, but also we need to see leadership from the top and we are not seeing it. And it's quite sad actually as well. And we've lost some, I would think, good voices in the changing room as well, such as Fontaine. I mean, I, mm. I didn't know him as a player. I mean, he, the guy couldn't move. You know, it's like he was stuck in treacle all the time. But, but, probably, probably, worth sticking around just for the sake of he'd be a good voice because he'd be a senior figure. I'd be expecting that kind of thing from Garden. I'd be expecting that from Vigers because Vigers is now kind of ticking on. These guys, though, they're going out and then they're half in folk and they expect people to follow them. It's, it's, it's a problem that we have. So when it comes to playing you guys, expect more injuries. <laughs> That's what I'd say. We can't afford to have any more injuries. Please, God, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but and it's it's an interesting point you make there about the lack of discipline. Obviously, <clears throat> excuse me, the the guarding comments. Um, I didn't notice that until just shortly before the recording. Um, yeah, Roman Bardwash said that the compliance officer is going to look into the alleged yeah. homophobic comments that he's made. So, uh, de- depending how that develops through the week, and um, this podcast being recorded on Monday night, it could mean that he's suspended. Uh, Vigers obviously said it's going about half in folk. Um, obviously he gave away the penalty last time the sides met and subsequently got himself sent off um, probably think the last time we met Calm was probably the last time we actually played good football that's how I enjoyed myself watching Aberdeen maybe <laughs> yeah. as well I can add that to the list um, that's the only hope I've taken in going, uh, going into the game in fact we played well against them last time um, but since then things haven't been too too great but hopefully we can pick ourselves up against County again oh it's yeah. been turgid uh, yeah, and I suppose it's not been much better from a Ross County point of view either. But um, Adam, just one thing I want to kind of pick up on um, before we kind of look into the game was last week we saw Hamilton awarded a 3-0 win for their postponed game involving Smith. Yeah. That yeah. obviously gave them three points and has lifted them out of the relegation zone. And subsequently their, their win over Kilmarnock at the weekend has lifted them above yourselves in the league. Um, albeit you do have a game in hand over them, but as a county fan, how do you feel on Hamilton being awarded those three points in that game against St Mirren? Oh, uh, kind of got. 
I'm not particularly bothered about it because I think that, you know, I understand why God is heritating, but, you know, I, I understand why. And to be honest, it's, it's not Hamilton at fault for, I mean, there's kind of due process now. I, I'm, I, I love batting the SFA because we all do, because they're useless at most things. For me, you know, I mean, they've, they've actually stuck to the rules for once. They've not tried to bend it or anything like that. Would it be different if it was, you know, Aberdeen or Celtic or Rangers involved? Ooh, let's have a look at that. But, you know, at the time, yeah, fair enough. It directly affects county. Um, I am a little bit frustrated about it. But on the other hand, you know, I've got to kind of, it's got to happen. And it's probably the only 3-0 that they're going to have for a long time. Um, a clean 3-0. But, you know, Hamilton in general, same as Livy, same as St Mirren. I mean, you know, we could we could spend a whole podcast talking about this whole chat about St Mirren and the financial irregularities. Mm-hmm. You find that in most clubs, to be honest. So, you know, I'm not really interested in that. And any county fans that I think are kind of holding on to that, which I've heard there's a few, are kind of, you know, there's no need for that. We're in the position we're in because of bad management in some ways yeah. and bad performances. I'm not looking for a buyout in the same way that we kind of got uh, prior with COVID and stuff like that. It's not fair. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just the way of it. Hamilton, I don't think Hamilton are that bad a side. Um, I've been impressed, as I said previously, with the fact that, you know, changing your entire back four and then still being able to tick out decent defensive results. I mean that's decent coaching and that's it might be turgid it might be awful to watch for for their fans but it's getting them there and this minor fan protest that they had I'm kind of looking at it and going well why why is county not complained that much you know mm-hmm. uh, and the county fans seem to be quite split you've either got half that are going get kits out but they've been get kits out when we draw <laughs> one game and then you get, you know, and, and those are the same that, you know, you're going to bring up the passport thing at some point. But <laughs> same that are thinking that we should be challenging for Europe every year. Um, and then you've got the other ones that are going, no, 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 he's one of our own, he's one of our own. But at some point, you know, you have to look at it and you have to, you have to uh, point the blame. I, Hamilton, if they stay up again, let them, let them, you know, I mean, fair enough. We, we have to, have to take them to task before the turn of the year. That's mm-hmm. cool. I mean, I look at every game as a cup final. Um, most football fans do, especially for smaller clubs like Kenny. But for me, yeah, that's, we have to take them to task. And we did down at their place, so we have to at Victoria. That's it. Yeah, and that is a big game coming up for you. Um, you did mention the passport, and it would be rude not to, to bring that up. <laughs> but last time you were on the show, you... Um, it was after County had such a great start to the season and you were looking forward to renewing your passport and potential of European football. Um, however, since then, uh, County have only taken one point out of a possible 15, um, scoring three in the process since our last uh, meeting. Um, is the lack yeah, of goals thanks for that. <laughs> thanks for that. So, uh, I know, no digs involved there at all. No. Nah, I mean, the thing is, <laughs> the thing is, until it's mathematically impossible, I'll always believe. <laughs> it's the same with relegation, the same with everything, same with the title. You know, you never know. 
But we do know that. But um, <laughs> when I mean, when it comes down to it, yeah, one point fifteen. I mean, it's horrendous, right? And like I said about the um, the result against Celtic, I think a pub team could have turned up, you know, at their gaff, and you know, it, it is. It's it's just it's bought cat's time. It's bought cat's mm-hmm. time for quite a lot of people, and it's a kind of you know oh it's straight on BBC News and oh this should be the result that's going to get um when in the sack and you know there was riots mm-hmm. and everything like that and oh that makes like Kettlewell look like a hero. It's paper over the cracks. Mm-hmm. We're, we're we're probably going to go down. We're probably going to go down. I mean we have to we we have to change. The problem is. We've already changed about three or four times. Mm. You know, this is the problem that I've had with it is that we started off well and then he panicked and immediately changed to being pragmatic. He then went back to doing a kind of hybrid. So we've 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 tried four formations. So you combine that with like the discipline and that, you know, we're shooting ourselves in the foot. You know, we are trying to play possession like football with flares that aren't necessarily mm-hmm. good with possession because they're more used to chasing after the ball and taking someone's ankle so it's you know it's, it's it is what it is it's it's going to be it's going to be difficult for 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 us but you know would I say that we do what we normally do what we did under Derek Adams and that kind of thing where we go out and we get 10 players in January I, I don't know um it's hard to say um but I can't rely on other clubs dropping points because to be honest I think we got figured out I, you know we started the, the point I made before was that we started our pre-season <clears> earlier so I think we came back quite fair mm. um, and we caught a few sides kind of unawares because you know we were fit we were playing possession football and you know we we, we got points in the bank pretty quickly and um, I think you normally need 10 per per quarter <sighs> another seven by by January I would think but um I can't see where that's going to come from um it's 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 difficult it's difficult to see and the thing is we actually despite the fact that we made some good signings we we do seem to be a a bit threadbare and we're playing some uh, academy players so I mean it's going to be you know bringing it back to to, to playing you guys it's going to be really interesting to see because you know you're threadbare as well so again it's an opportunity for us Mm-hmm. But really, you should shine through for you um, against us. On the other hand, the fact that we keep playing, in my opinion, relatively well against sides that are much better than us. And, you know, we, we're playing this possession game. That possession game might work well against you. Um, so it's still, it's an open game for me. Yeah, and Callum, I saw the sadness in your eyes there about when Adam mentioned County potentially going down, missing out on the Mallard. Uh, that would be the worst thing to have happened in the last year. And there's been a lot of bad things that have happened. Uh, I think that would just top it all off. It's just cancel off Scottish football. There's just no point after that if that happens. <laughs> but it's, um, you, it's interesting you mentioned, um, you know, the fact that uh, they're struggling for goals, Glenn, and things, because... Um, our defence hasn't been great, but Ross County's has possibly been worse. But do you think you can expose our defence and do you think they can hold out against possibly Ryan Hedges? Other than that, not really looking at too many players uh, from us, especially at Scott Wright's out still. So. Well, Johnny Hayes, hopefully. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, who knows these days? I'm just so fed up with them all. 
but just yeah, I mean, just carry on. Sorry. Kenny went knocking knocking head against a uh, brick wall a little bit with Kenny because like Mackay, proven goal scorer, um, and we're not playing him. Stewart should be in the Scotland squad at the start of the year because you know I'm the original, like most of every single football club is. But um, you know he does his part. But the problem is when we try and accommodate him, we have to shift him out left. Why not get Mackay in? I mean, proven goal scorer. He's literally just going to sit and he's going to cause problems. Mm-hmm. Now, with a threadbare kind of defence, I'd be looking to put in a player like that. Mm-hmm. Is Kets going to do it? I doubt it. He's, you know, he seems to be. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being um, sticking to your principles, but you know, he's sticking to them far too much. It's, it's time. It's time to change um, selection, not just uh, you know formation and, and philosophy. I think. So yeah, I look to I would look for us to play Mackay hopefully against you, and then you know we can. And Billy Mackay is a player that's kind of got a good record at Pataudry, if, if my memory serves well. Um, and certainly the way our defence has been going, as Callum says, it's not been the greatest um, so far. And, you know, we've kind of had a bit of lack of creativity up top. So if County have watched what St Mirren and Hamilton have done to us over the last three games and just frustrate the hell out of us, there's every chance. But as you say, Adam, you know, if you just result to hammer throwing and taking us down at every opportunity. Hopefully we can maybe try and take a bit of advantage of some some poor discipline from, from county. Um, well, it'll, it'll revert to that. It'll revert to hammer throwing. We'll get a bunch of yellow cards and then probably someone will get sent off again. <laughs> I mean, as long as Ryan Hedges doesn't get injured because then I just give up with the season. <laughs> <laughs> but you said the, the Celtic game bought Kettlewell some time. Um, A lot was spoken about going into this month of County's run of games. Obviously, Rangers, ourselves, the big game against Hamilton coming up, um, probably in some counties, county fans' eyes, is probably the biggest game. And then, obviously, a a game against Celtic. But, hey, I suppose you've already gone and got a result against Celtic, so some confidence to take from there. Um, Given this run, how important is it for Kettlewell? Or do you think Roy McGregor has a, a degree of sympathy with him. It's quite a, it, it's, it's, it's quite a difficult thing to answer in a lot of ways because you have to actually look at the history. So Roy McGregor's been quite inconsistent in the way that he's dealt with managers in the past. He's been either far too loyal or far, um, far too kind of trigger happy. Um, you know, I mean, we take Derek Adams, you know, we, we could go back to Dick Campbell. We could go to, Robertson, we could go to, um, you know, there's plenty of others, but I mean, we've, we've been messy with the way that we've done it. Mm-hmm. And it's never been consistent whereby we've gone, we'll check you after, say, four losses, you know. But then Roy McGregor's also kind of changed his attitude in the club. So, you know, he's kind of changed it over to instead of the county should be going as far as they can to, oh, we need to be realistic about our position almost that, you know, if we go into the SPFL, it doesn't matter what happens because, you know, we're, we're above where we should be. I don't agree with that, naturally. Any football fan wants their club to go as far as they can. And mm-hmm. I think that he's got so much loyalty towards Kettlewell that I wouldn't be surprised. I'll, I'll 
I'll be honest with you, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets rid of Kettlewell. A lot of people are saying, oh, go for Tommy Wright, go for Tommy Wright, go for Tommy Wright. I wouldn't be surprised if he went for Steve Mackay. Oh, yeah. Uh, genuinely, I really, I really think, I really think that that's, that's where he might go. So, um, you never know. You'll never get odds on it because no one can hell on football, but, <laughs> you know. Well, I'm sure um, the Fraserborough listeners that um, are tuning in will be hoping that he uh, does leave Brora to give maybe Fraserborough a chance of winning the Highland League. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But yeah, I when in terms of game time, like what would I give him? I mean, I mean, you've got to give him probably until Christmas now. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's a stupid time to change manager as well, as we all know. Like you know, you don't change at such a congested kind of period. So, yeah. but then you can't get rid of a guy after playing one of the old firm or well, one of the Glasgow two. So you know, it's yeah it is difficult so he'll probably get time probably until like mid-January or something like that but on the other hand if we're practically down by then and we don't pick up any more points or we pick up maybe two or three more until mid-January mm-hmm. we're done so yeah you then counter it by going well what's what's the value in changing it you know because the problem with Kettle is just we're trying to build an ethos at the club whereby we're developing coaches all the way through. So to get rid of someone who's been there from being a youth coach all the way through and then replacing him, we'd have to change a whole load of structure again and count you've done that a lot of time and that damages the club. Whereas it's nice to have like almost the two segregated, you know, you've got Derek McInnes who's, he is where he is, but then your youth coaching and all that, he's got an inclusion in. But he didn't come all the way through that, whereas County seems to be continually trying to develop. So that's why a lot of people are saying, oh, go after Tommy Wright, go after, you know, Richie Britton would be the next one, or Stevie Ferguson will come back. I, I don't necessarily think that's the best approach. I think you should always have the two kind of segmented. So, yeah, that's that's where the difficulty is going to be. And that's probably why there's a bit of hesitation in getting rid of Kets because he's so county ingrained. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of ways, you know, from from t- from bottom to top. So, so you did mention um, only maybe picking up a couple of points between now and sort of January time. Is it, I've, I now realise this might be a stupid question, but how worried are you about genuinely going down, and even then getting back up? Oh, get back up, eh? Callier, so it's a guaranteed <laughs> twelve points. <laughs> also, but, um, yeah. uh, I don't like to make I don't like to make a judgment until maybe February. But what I would say is like we even though points wise we seem to be better this season, um something about last season felt better in terms mm. of you know, I know we spiralled but something about last season felt better in terms of the fight mm. and you could see it. And like, and maybe, maybe that's just because I was going to the games and I mm. could see yeah. that the management were trying to drive the team on where it's like, you know, I, I watch County at the moment and it's maybe, maybe I feel like distanced, but I don't see the same level of, mm. do you know what I mean? And when you do that, when you see that and you also see, again, <clears throat> I keep bringing up the discipline thing about lack of discipline. You're kind of like, well, hmm, 
I'm not sure. I mean, it, it can it can change. The difference is we were the ones to start, and we we were relegation candidates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we were the ones to start taking the points, and now all of a sudden we've stalled, whereas all the other clubs have kind of hit the gear mm-hmm. and hitting the gear. And mm-hmm. Saint, especially, I actually think Saint Mirren out of like ourselves, Saint Mirren, Hamilton, and Livy, Saint Mirren absolutely look the best of the four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, because they give they give every team a bit a bit of trouble, and they seem to be quite stodgy. They mm-hmm. seem to <laughs> break down, and they seem to know what the game plan is, and it's very basic. So I think that's the problem: is that they're below us at the moment, but they won't be for long. And then you get when you get stuck in the bottom, you you know it's difficult to get away. So yeah, I I, I think it's incredibly realistic, probably more realistic than last season, if I'm honest. Yeah, Callum. So yeah. No. She, yeah. It would it would be a big shame to lose another northern team from from the Premiership and uh, certainly a team I think a lot of us have a soft spot for. Callum, I think you'd agree on that. Definitely, especially uh, when we get to go there and uh, have a nice time up north. It's lovely. Uh, it's definitely yeah, a soft spot then. Who's the other northern team? Well, just it's nice to go yeah. north for a change. Uh, I know, but there's only I mean nice. there's only one team in the Highlands. So that's what I'm trying to say. So yeah, yeah Brora Rangers, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I mean, Adam thanks again for joining us to offer a, a county perspective ahead of the weekend it's always nice to get opposition fans on to, to allow and well save myself and Callum rambling um, but also it allows um, those Aberdeen fans that are listening a, a genuine perspective of the opposition from an opposition um, fan what I would like to do is just get your one word ahead of the weekend's game. And we normally do this um, ahead of the Aberdeen game. It's just kind of your thoughts on the 90 minutes coming up. So what would be your one word ahead of Saturday's game? Pragmatic. <laughs> okay. Callum? Worried. I think it all makes sense, just that one word. Glad. what about you? Uh, improvement. Um, <laughs> I don't know, you know, County and Aberdeen fans can take it whichever way they want because I think something needs to improve. Um, so that is the review for the club football done. And Adam, as a member of, well, as a, a Scotland fan as well, um, I think we should maybe just cover a bit of bonus feature um, for mm. this episode. Um, today saw this the World Cup qualifying do- draw for Qatar 2022 and we saw Scotland be placed in a group with Denmark, Austria, our old friends Israel, the Faroe Islands and Moldova. Callum, what was your initial thought straight away to that, that draw? Well, when Denmark and then Austria came out, I thought that's, you know, a couple, couple decent teams from the pots when you all things considered, when you consider who's in there. Mm-hmm. There's us, obviously. Then you get Israel, and then she's like, oh, not again. And considering how much you struggled against them, it is quite a worry. Like, I got Austria and Denmark, and I thought, oh, that's pretty good. I'm quite confident. But as soon as they came out, I'm like, oh, most make me look like mugs once again. Yeah. Um, again, Faroe Islands and Moldova, that's got to be 12 points. Uh, other, and anything other than that, it's just unacceptable. But we'll see what happens. It's got to be 12 points, but many a Scotland fan will have nightmares about trips to Faroe Islands and Moldova and the Faroe Islands especially I think it was the, the famous 2 all draw when we were 2-0 down at half time but Adam yourself what was your initial uh, thoughts on that draw? 
Yeah, I completely echo Callum. Like, I mean, like, it's got to be. But you know, I just I'm thinking about when we stuffed it against Georgia LA and all that kind of thing. And you know, Moldova is going to be the next Georgia and Islands. You know, we've got history with them. Um, and it's going to be a case of blaming travel and blaming conditions and blaming a plastic pitch or whatever up at the Pharaohs and Israel. Oh, God, it's annoying playing them again, but, you know, mm-hmm. it is what it is. You know, we have to have mm-hmm. faith. So that's the thing. What we'll probably do is we'll probably go and beat Denmark. We'll probably go and beat Austria, but then we'll just fluff it against yeah. the Pharaohs. You know, it's yeah. just that's what we do. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, the Faroe Islands are an improving nation as well. They have had some respectable results in the Nations League as well, albeit I know they're playing similar teams. And Israel, we know all about them, but they also managed to beat Austria at home 4-2 in the last qualifying campaign. So mm-hmm. hopefully Israel can be stuffy for other teams, not just us. And <laughs> you never know, that might also um, help. But I think on paper overall, I think Scotland should be happy because given some of the groups, you look at Northern Ireland, um, the groups could have been a lot worse for us. So we yeah. should hopefully take some confidence. And, you know, we've done a couple of podcasts on Scotland Callum, but, you know, if Steve Clark can just keep keep the defence tight and, you know, we can just sort our striking problems, mainly with Burnley, then hopefully we can try being positive about the campaign. I hope so. I definitely hope so. I think... I've definitely, if you give me this group sort of before all the qualification, all that nonsense, I would have been panicking a lot. But I feel like, you know, you mentioned even beating Denmark. I feel like we can go across to sort of Denmark and Austria and come away with something, even if it's just a point, and then maybe at Hamden in front of a crowd, we can maybe take them then. So I'm a bit more positive. I'm more positive about Scotland than I'm about Aberdeen, put it that way. <laughs> and here's hoping the crowds actually get into these these games when they come around but Adam Scotland positivity two words that often don't go together yeah absolutely absolutely and I guess that um half of the reason why you guys are so positive is because of Considine but you know I mean <laughs> realistically yeah um it'd be great you know we we just we don't know what to expect as usual with Scotland but um you know we're going to Euro so what does it matter and let's just take it as I know that's the thing. Now we've qualified for a major tournament. We're just expecting to get to another one. Exactly. exactly. It'll, it'll just happen. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's <just> off now. <laughs> yeah. Like one well, exactly. Yeah, Here's off. hoping. Well, Adam, thanks very much for joining us and also giving your thoughts there on the um, Scotland podcast. And um, I'd say all the best for Saturday, but given the way it's going for us, <laughs> I don't really know what all the best would be. <laughs> It'll be a nil-nil draw, probably. <laughs> well, Which would help, actually. So thanks. <laughs> yeah, well, we like to we like to help Hamilton in their relegation battle. So you know, it'd be nice to maybe help Ross County out. Exactly. Spread the love. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Spread the love. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, thanks for everyone that's tuned in, um, and until next time.